Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 125 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we got a wild one today. We we, we got an insane one. Um, a crazy week of owl. Uh, June joust. Insane. I mean, and looking back at the weekend, I didn't even realize there was not a single 3-2. Um, there was definitely still some map fives <laughs> with some tied maps here. Uh, but it was still insane weekend because of the amount of upsets. Um, and then before late before um, the June Joust weekend, five v five Overwatch two was announced. We got a lot to dive in later in the show. On that, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild episode here. Uh, but let's let's start off, Joe, by talking about that June Joust. June Joust different meta. Uh, not only was there a patch, but we get hero pools. Uh, with Tracer, Somber, Reinhardt, Zenyatta band, which basically means Brawl, Rush, it's just, without Reinhardt, you can't do it. Um, and Tracer was one of the most popular heroes played in that May melee, so that's a big meta shifter as well. We've been seeing a ton of Echo, which I have been enjoying a ton. Um, I love watching and playing Echo, uh, so it's been very cool to see Echo played, even some Genji. Uh, a lot of people locking the legs, I mean, my God, we're seeing we're seeing tons of different heroes, and I mean, before we get into the matches, what do you think about this this June Joust meta so far? Yeah, the variety is excellent. Um, you know, emblematic of all that, like the one of the very first rounds that got played of uh, of the whole monthly tournament cycle was uh, <laughs> the the control map ended being end up being uh, it, it was a Reaper comp versus a Soldier comp. Um, <laughs> And that and that wasn't a that wasn't a you know one off thing either. Yeah, that um, soldiers know a lot more play. Um, uh, we got some Hanzo too, which we'll get into when we talk about Philly um, for sure. Uh, I wasn't exactly thrilled to see some Hanzo this this past week. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> exciting stuff. Good good variety of stuff. And you know, part of that obviously is just from like uh, the meta not having settled. I think uh, it may well end up being that. Um, some of those traditional double shield type things um, end up sort of winning the day, um, and that just you know will depend on <laughs> on like I said how things settle um, in these next couple of weeks. But, um, but but yeah, really cool to see and and lots of upsets. Clearly, this is a, a very different game um, than was played in May. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with the double shield stuff. Probably where double shield overall looked um, better to me. Honestly, even though Diva Winston, according to league usage, more use than that that double shield. So um, we'll see, I guess, if teams switch that around. But overall, I felt if it still felt good. I know most people don't like double shield. I still enjoy watching double shield because we get to see Sigma, and I love Sigma because I'm a Sigma main. Um, but yeah, besides that, I, the DPS heroes were fun to watch. It's great to have an Echo meta. Um, cause I know I, I, Echo's just a super fun, uh, hero came out a year ago now, and I don't think in, we've gotten like too much of her, to be honest, in Owl. Um, this is probably the most dominant we've seen her. She had a 79% usage, uh, Oof. this, yeah, this week. So this is definitely the most we've seen her. It's just fun to see copies and, and, um, all that stuff. And, and Echo is, it's just a fun, uh, fun hero. So nice to see that but yeah let's go let's get into the games let's start with na 
with um, our two European teams facing off against teams uh, against Toronto and Florida. And I think showing up a little bit more than we thought they would. I mean, these are two results that I think we expected. We expected Toronto and Florida to take these. They ended up doing so. Um, but at these losses, I mean, Paris looked good and London even looked good. Um, and that 3-1 was, I'd say, a close 3-1. I'd say London looked pretty close on, on some of these maps they ended up losing. And I would go out and say probably the best London match of the year still because later in the weekend they got absolutely stomped by Atlanta. Um, but, yeah, what you what'd you think of these two games? I mean, definitely not. This isn't where the upset starts or anything. This is probably the least crazy part of the weekend, right? Yeah, that's um, that's definitely fair. Um, also notable about this London match um, was uh, that this loss um, gave them the the new record, uh, barring the barring the Shanghai Dragons for the longest match loss streak in the league. Oh, um, how, how many did they lose at the? Uh, Florida was twelve um, when they mm-hmm. lost to Atlanta. That made it thirteen. Um, so still still pretty well shy of 42 but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you're right it's it still definitely wasn't terrible um um both those matches particularly started um really 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 close and so i think you know even just as teams were able to sort of figure each other out a little bit um the the, the stronger of the two um came out on top there at the end but um but yeah definitely definitely a good start to the weekend that was for sure Oh yeah, um, and then it, when we went to Asia later that day, I'd say the um, they expected happened until the last game. Basically, I, I think we both expected Hangzhou. Did we both pick Shang? No, I picked Chengdu to beat Shanghai, didn't I? Because I was being, I, I was I was saying Chengdu could pull it out this time, but um, they ended up not, and lost three zero. Uh, but yeah, Hangzhou beat Guangzhou three one. We had already seen them face each other like pretty pretty recently actually so wasn't surprised by that result but Hangzhou continues to look pretty good at this point Shanghai ended up 3-0-ing Chengdu uh, Shanghai continuing this week and then we get New York Excelsior beating the Philadelphia Fusion 3-1 I mean everyone the headlines Joe everyone going into this June joust Philly Fusion 4-0 with their subs in and they've got an easy schedule this time around Chengdu being their hardest team they're facing they got new york um valiant and guangzhou oh my god easy three wins there right joe apparently not um <laughs> this isn't philly's this is not philly's meta uh either that or the honeymoon phase is over as uh reinforce likes to say he said he predicted there would be a honeymoon phase with toby and hotba and apparently that actually is happening um, why do you think New York was able to pull off this upset win against Philly? Yeah, it's it was definitely not um, a, a good week for me. Um, <laughs> but both in that I kept picking Philly uh, <laughs> and they lost. Um, but also generally that obviously my favorite team and I, I enjoy the when they do well. Um, but yeah, this this New York match I think um, it's, it's a similar story to when they played Chengdu. Um, um, probably the most visible kind of stuff uh, I sort of alluded to um, <laughs> earlier talking about meta variety um, and and um, some of Carpe's DPS picks um, the you know whether it was the Hanzo that he pulled out a lot particularly against New York um, that, that didn't quite sit right um, and again you know you, you can't play the Tracer um, 
but there's there's something about the the Carpe McCree that's just you know heads and shoulders above um, some of his other picks. But at the same time, I don't want to you know put it entirely on him or anything. It's it's really uh, I feel like it would be difficult to say that like actually Carpe threw those matches because that's um, you know I wouldn't say that's the case. But um, but yeah, something about you know this combination of 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 the weeks and the the heroes and um, yeah, just not sitting well with Philly and and coming out of this week, you know, zero and two now. Um, still technically can can make the tournaments, uh, but it, it'll take a, a pretty big, um, pretty big turnaround against, like you said, relatively easy teams. Um, but it, it's it's a it's a very uh, out of character sort of sort of week for Philly. Yeah, it's rough, and you mentioned that Hanzo, I mean, this is where you want EQO, right? EQO would usually yeah. run that Hanzo. Um, and apparently he has arrived in Korea at this point, just quarantining right now. Um, so that's the one one player that um, I guess you're excited that will be here maybe for at least a little of the June Joust, which will be nice. Uh, especially if you want to run these Hanzo comps, because EQO was that guy for you before. Um, you definitely like to see Carpe just stick it on the hit scan and, and heroes he's comfortable at uh so yeah meta not great for philly um and we see that later in the weekend too against chung do yeah just philly unfortunately falling apart um it sucks it happens because it happened to a lot of teams specifically the washington justice as well uh we'll talk about the paris eternal versus the washington justice up next which is my match to rewatch. um at the time, Joe, I was very upset at this match, I'll be honest, <laughs> because um, uh, Boston played later that game, so I was at work, and it made our game much later. We were all just sitting there, just waiting for this game to finally end and be over. Um, but uh, I, I still know this was my favorite match, personally, to watch throughout the weekend. I mean, Paris looked great. Naga looked insane on Echo in this game. Um Looked like one of the best Echoes in the league this weekend in general. Out of nowhere, to be honest. I did not expect Naga to excel at something this year, to be honest. And look like one of the best at, at one of the heroes. So, pretty impressive there. I mean, what do you think it is for the Justice here against Paris? I mean, they tie... What, do they tie two maps? Yeah. Yeah, the whole full five-map series, but 3-0 scoreline. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think it is here? I mean, they... This one, I mean, I guess we could lump in their Boston game too. This one, it looked closer. It looked like a tough fight. Boston, no. <laughs> Nothing left in the tank for Washington. I mean, maybe the main question I should be asking is why aren't they playing Decay? Like, no Decay. He went missing this weekend, Joe. Where is he? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I don't, I mean, you know, I guess you think about some of his heroes, um, um, you, you know, he he's also lost the the tracer um, that we we see sometimes from Decay. But I mean, at the same time, you know, um, just like that shouldn't be an excuse for Carpe. It shouldn't be an excuse for Decay. Um, um, yeah, it's it's really easy to sort of heap it up on. Um, and again, just continue to use this example of Philly to 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 heap up the the abuse on teams like Philly and on teams like Washington. Um, for having bad weeks, which they did, um, but you know, at the same time, there's definitely props for um, 
to be had for Boston. Boston didn't drop a map this week uh, <laughs> against Washington and Toronto, um, and 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 Paris and New York in their in their respective matches. Um, um, yeah, it's the the success of the hero pools. I think. <laughs> Uh, like, like we know that they've succeeded because we're having these kind of conversations um, at least you know succeeded in, in doing the shakeups that presumably are the main goal um, yeah that is hard I don't know I don't know what to say about um, some of these teams just because we don't um, have enough information almost Um but but yeah, you, we we can say confidently that you know you're right. Washington just didn't look comfortable, um, you, you know, with some of the the tank uh, compositions they had to put together, for example, um, and and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird week. That's that's um, if you haven't gathered already, that's sort of my summary of the week. Was <laughs> just how how weird a week it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's this funky stuff going on. That's what meta meta shifts will do. This, you know. Um, yeah. I, I to be fair though, like I think other teams were, despite meta shifts, were still able to like sort of adapt, like Houston, um, and Shanghai, and some of these other teams that like, you know, were good last stage in this state or last um tournament and this tournament i think they're still going to be good but washington did clearly just did not adapt at all to this meta and i think it's i mean to be fair to jerry who is is playing i think he's the one playing over decay um in that hit scan role jerry still did very well in my opinion i think he popped off especially in moments of boston he was the only one getting kills the only one doing anything so i don't think decay would have made much of a difference if we're going to be honest here um it's just the whole team of washington not just not just jerry that's doing anything wrong so it's still at the same time it is very interesting that they have decided to go with with jerry over decay i know jerry's like a hit scan specialist and decay can play just like any hero you put him on and he's really good at hit scan and mccree and nash and all these heroes and i mean it would suck if we just never see him on hit scan this year because they have jerry now though because decay is one of the best hit scan players in this league too um next was atlanta houston and we could talk about atlanta in general this weekend because this june joust meta is really good for atlanta um not only in these two games they played but according to a lot of my uh the team members of the boston uprising Atlanta is slapping in scrims, um, as if they weren't before anyways, though, in me Melee. <laughs> they just happen to be slapping in scrims, and they are finally slapping in-game as well. It's because Pelican is finally on Echo, and he looks insane on Echo. He's really good at Echo. Um, they got a 3-1 win against Houston in a closer game, and then, of course, absolutely swept the floor with, with London. Uh that they had a London team that actually played Florida pretty close earlier in the week didn't matter. Uh, what do you think about uh, about Atlanta in this meta, Joe? Yeah, it's it's super telling that after um, one of their matches, I forget if it was the um, Houston one or whoever they played later in the week. Um, um, but it's, it's super telling that after one of their matches, um, the 
the comments of the you know player of the match the xfinity player of the match um they were talking about both diva players on the team um because one of them was hawk and one of them was pelican um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah the, the way that they're able to execute um um uh, these this this composition with the echo and with the um with the diva and 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 coordinate that well Again, you know whether or not it, it ends up being um, one of the better compositions in the league. I, I think their execution of it is what won them this week. In you know to the to the extent that they did um, that they yeah, are very decisive, very um, enabling of of like the plays that you want to be able to see happen. Um, uh, yeah, London and and Houston both uh, both of those games. Uh, the, the, yeah, it's, it's making them look really intimidating, and you know, again, super shaken up um, region just generally um, with with this new um, set of hero pools and whatnot. But um, but yeah, really intimidating. I think if you're another North American team um, trying to figure out where you slot into um, a, into this playoff cycle, because again, you know, really short playoff cycle, you're already thinking about them. Um, you know, if you're if you if you didn't go zero and two this week, you're already thinking about playoffs, um, yeah. and that's um, this is definitely an intimidating prospect for um, for teams that aren't Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you're one and one, it's going to be rough to make it. I'm going to be honest, Joe. Like I'm looking at some of these top teams, looking at Boston, Atlanta. They both have chances to go four and zero, depending on how the Gladiators are. They both play Gladiators. Um, we haven't seen the ladders in this meta yet. I would assume they're at least good, um, but I don't know if those are are wins for both those teams or what. But besides that, Atlanta plays Vancouver, Boston plays Paris, both winnable. And then you got teams like Shock, um, who their hardest game is Dallas. Besides that, they should beat Toronto, they should beat Washington. If Washington's still playing like they are, they should beat Vancouver. There's a chance they go 4-0. Um, Dallas has a fairly easy schedule. I mean, some of these top teams, like, I feel like they're a good amount that could possibly go for and 0 Dallas and San Francisco play each other, so they can't both. But a lot of these top teams are not playing each other this June joust, and there might be a lot of undefeated teams in the end, um, depending on how other teams are. We'll see how it plays out. Um, it's but, really great for those tiebreakers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be very interesting. And they'll matter, because the top two seeds matter a lot. Getting that by, that's huge for Hawaii. So, um, which by the way, Boston technically the number one team because of that map differential right now. That's huge. Um, but Boston, yeah, uh, we talked about them a little bit in Washington. Let's talk about them uh, against Toronto as well now. Combine the two. Uh, this Boston team, they bring Gable Sheehan this weekend. Uh, he finally arrives alongside Fusions, who did not see any play, and Gable Sheehan looks good. But honestly, like. Punk even came in at some point. They they looked way better. Um, and I, I must say, it is 100% because of Hero Pools and the fact that Valentine doesn't have to play Tracer. Um, Stan won. Way more co- he's, he's a good ride. Way more comfortable on Winston. Uh, way more comfortable on Arissa as well. Um, and yeah, just being it. I mean, the whole time, Zenyatta banned as well. Myunbong, just a better Ana than a Zenyatta. Like, these Hero Pools just fit. <laughs> boston so well uh not only that but they're just playing 100 percent more confident you can totally tell and their whole team is just popping up like there's not a single bad performance here everyone w- did really well 
And yeah, they didn't drop a map because of it. Um, I guess Toronto was a lot closer. I guess Washington, they just absolutely, absolutely stomped. Um, just fantastic performance overall from the team. And obviously, I, I was super happy all weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, what do you... And, and you take those <laughs> as Absolutely. far as that goes. Absolutely. Um, what do you think about Boston? Potential to what do you, what do you think about the potential to make Hawaii? Obviously, we we still haven't seen four teams play, so that's the big yeah thing. Uh, yeah that's the big question. Um, yeah, I would I would love to see um, Boston continue this kind of success. I mean, Toronto looked decent this week um, in against Paris. You know, as far as the other measuring stick we have there. Um, and um, you know Washington obviously didn't have a, a great match against Paris either, but um, but but yeah, d- definitely the the loss to Boston. I mean that's that's a you know high class team as far as that goes. And and when you go into when you go into week three, who are they playing week three? Gladiators and uh, Paris. So yeah, a couple challenges definitely um, definitely left. And like you said, particularly as we see. Um, what the gladiators are actually looking like uh, this month, um, but, but but yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely possible that they that they end up clutching this one out. I think it's going to be a lot of, uh, it, you know, it's definitely going to be work. It's definitely going to be you know investment that's going to have to get put in. But um, um, we you know we, I went into the season saying you know this is I think. Um, you know, this is going to be Boston's, um, you know, best season that they've had like ever in <laughs> out of, out of four years. Um, uh, you, you know, and whether that means, um, um, playoffs, you know, we'll have to see, um, maybe they'll, maybe they'll repeat the golden stage, even though it's, um, slightly less impressive now, <laughs> but, uh, we, we, I guess it wasn't cause it was shocked. They had the golden stage. What was, no, Boston. Had, Boston had like an undefeated stage or something. Yeah, Boston had ten and zero, ten and zero undefeated yeah. stage in uh, season one. They, Boston ended up finishing third too. Did uh, I think they got eliminated in playoffs first round? But um, because the, it was third stage where they really peaked, and then fourth stage they just kind of dropped off. Dream Casper had that big scandal, of course, and ended up having oh, to be yeah. dropped, and all the stuff happened. Um, but yeah, they, I think Boston had golden stage. San Francisco had maybe an even better stage or something like that, where they didn't drop a. Yeah, because they didn't drop a map. I think is what it was. Yeah. For, but yeah, the, the point is that yeah, I think there's there's definitely the potential there um, to have another really good month. Yeah, um, exciting to see some of these is Boston, Atlanta start showing up this time. Um, but yeah, let's head back to Asia where. Uh, up next, the Hangzhou Spark 3-0, the Shanghai Dragons, and the Hangzhou Spark. What is that like? No, because they, they lost one of their games. I thought that was four games in a row for a second. Uh, but I think they lost to Shanghai. Yeah, it's three games in a row, though. They won three, they've won three games in a row now. Ever since they fired their coaches, they're looking way, way better. Um, went 2-0 and this week, and their players are looking nuts. Uh, Gushui is looking really good, which is a player who I thought is kind of washed at this point. I'm going to be honest, Joe. But he's still amazing. Um, he's still pretty good, according to this week at least. Um, and my personal MVP is Shy, because I think this rookie player for Hangzhou Spark really stepping up, looking really good. Um, so I'm giving my MVP to Shy. Overall, though, Hangzhou Spark, they're looking great. They're looking really good. Um, they're 2-0, beating Shanghai Dragons 3-0, 
and now you face Valiant and Chengdu, and it's technically a home game because you're hosting those matches, which is super fun. So this is June Joust is set to be a really good stage for Hangzhou, in my opinion. I think they, they could easily go four and zero. Um, Chengdu is just the hard one, and yeah, that's you're set up for success. You could possibly be going to the top four for June Joust. What do you think about this Hangzhou team? This this in this meta, Joe. Yeah, it's it's funny the um <laughs> like you said you fire your coaches and then go on this crazy run. I mean, you know if, if that's what it takes. Um <laughs> you know, and we see other teams are trying that now. We'll talk about um going into um going into our news segment later. Um the, the, the other teams trying the same strategy, but um but yeah, I think they definitely have the potential to 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 wrap this one up pretty nicely. Um uh, against the Valiant and against um, Chengdu, um, yeah, and, and you know, just like there's been a shakeup in shakeup in the West, there's absolutely been you know shakes shakes up shakeups in the <laughs> East. Um, and I guess thinking about Philly again for that one, but yeah, Hangzhou you just definitely seems poised to take that spot. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I mean, everyone preseasons like this team has so much talent. I just don't know if they can make use of it. You fire the coaches, and now you're making use of it. Um, and, and I completely forgot about those um, homestands until you mentioned it. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be super awesome. Yeah, it should be fun. That's not this upcoming week, but the week week after in Hangzhou. So that should be an exciting weekend. Um, and yeah, uh, Hangzhou looking really good. Guangzhou ended up beating New York, which. I think made probably made you feel even worse, Joe. <laughs> about, yeah, about certainly that, didn't help. Yeah, about that upset. <laughs> I mean, Guangzhou, another team that fired their coaches. So, I, I mean, their first match was against Hangzhou, and they, and we know how good Hangzhou is right now. So maybe Guangzhou is just secretly good until this moment when when we realize, oh, yeah, they are good. Um, and I always thought Choice of Juan uh, still crushing it, even though he it was him crushing it on Tracer before. Um, now he's crushing it on Echo, and yeah, he's a really good player. Um, I think I will continue to say it. he is a really good player, a uh, really good rookie over there on Guangzhou, and Guangzhou ends up going one and one in their second in the in the Asia Junjiao standings, tied with New York and Shanghai, all at a zero map differential. My God, uh, what a close, what a close standings there. Um, and then uh, Philly Chengdu happens. Chengdu they take this they take this round against Philly. Um, which I ended up predicting after Philly's loss to New York. And, yep, sure enough, it happened. Leave, still looking like one of the best players in this league. I mean, the DPS players over here in Asia, Joe, I mean, they are so good. Um, Carpe, Leave, Shy, uh, you got Fleta and Lip still on Shanghai. I mean, my God, choice of Juan's popping off. These DPS players over here are just nutty um, and so much fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, what are your overall thoughts, I guess, on Asia? I mean, everyone seems pretty even that there are tons of one in one teams, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah, nobody's really stepped up on top, um, as far as that goes quite yet. Um, besides Hanjo, the, I guess. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, poised to do that. Um, it'll definitely, um, we have to see how this next week evolves and throw in soul into the mix. We haven't, we haven't talked about soul really at all cause they didn't play, but I anticipate Soul's going to be looking really nice. Um, you know, if we, if we go back to their, 
was it season three history or season two history um, where they just dominated in um, um, double shield eras? I think um, we had we definitely have the potential to see that happen again. Um, and you know, granted, it's a it's a different team, but um, uh, but I'm looking forward to that too. But yeah, as far as uh, yeah, as far as Asia goes, like you said, yeah, pretty pretty even. Um, some some poised teams uh, ready to um, you know take some of the opportunities they're given. But um, the, it's a really nice setup week as far as that goes for for this uh, June Joust tournament. Oh yeah, um, that's exciting. I'm excited to see Soul play, like you said. And hey, maybe who knows about it? who knows about Valiant? Uh, some of these other teams are looking a lot better in this meta. Maybe Valiant does too. Who knows? Could happen. Um, besides that, I guess Houston, Florida happened, um, which we didn't talk about at all yet. Uh, Houston ended up taking it three to one, um, which made me happy. Personally, I was hoping Houston wouldn't fall off after, after brawl meta. Um, they used dreamer a good amount. Um, I think a way more than people thought they would, uh, who was their main take pickup, played them over John Goo a good amount. Um, and yeah, overall, they, I think they still look pretty good in this meta. Not as dominant, um, clearly, as last time, as they ended up dropping one to Atlanta. But overall, I think they, they've got Toronto, London left. I don't see why they can't win both those games and go 3-1, and one, which would honestly make them they, m- probably give them a spot in, in the June Jazz playoffs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jake, yeah, I, Jake, I, played, I... Jake played all over the place. He got to play Junkrat again. That was fantastic. Yeah, he gets my MVP nod for the week too, uh, and you know, uh, partly tongue in cheek, but also yeah, he looked really good. Um, and I forget who was casting that match um, there against Florida, but but that was that was their comment too. They're like, you know, we 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 make fun of Jake a lot for playing the Junkrat, but also he plays it really well, and there's a reason he's known for it. Um, and and he just deserves the the nods for that. I mean, if you think about that that Tyron Anubis that got analyzed to, to death on the cast. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, you, you know, it's that kind of stuff that that makes them look really good. And um, you know, they put them in on DPS, they put them in on support, and they get the map wins they need. So, um, that flexibility is really really helpful for his team too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, exciting to see him out there. And clearly, he's he's the in-game caller as well, no doubt. So, he's leading them. Uh, but yeah, anything else to say about this uh, past week of matches, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't. Th- I think we touched on everything there. So yeah, the, you know, just if I had to summarize it all, you know, going into the you know, put it in context of the tournament at large, I think that's the way I would describe it. It's just sort of a really nice setup week for um, the storylines that we're going to see really played out in weeks two and three. Um. As we and again, it's it's crazy to be talking about this already. But you know, as we start to wrap up the tournament cycle, um, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, um, very good stuff. All right, let's move into the news. First on the docket is the anniversary event started, um, and of course, this is this is the event you gotta play because if you missed all the other other events, the anniversary loot boxes got can catch you up. Um, and everything's available to purchase, all that stuff. So if you want to play any event, this is the one to play, baby. We also got a ton of new skins, 
has some amazing skins, a great BAP skin, a funky one. Um, I really like the Junkrat skin. It, it's like a candy candy themed one. Um, and of course, you got your your epic skins that you play to earn, which. Uh, what was the one from last week? Anna, maybe? Anna, cyber... Yeah, cyber cybermedic Anna. Cybermedic Anna. So you missed out on that if, you, if you're if you just hearing about it. But this week um, is Echo, a bird of flight or something like that. Uh, it's a very pretty one. She She's very co- colorful on that. Um, and I don't know what the last one is. I can't remember. Uh, wrecking Ball, 8-Ball. Oh, yes. 8-Ball Wrecking Ball, which is also Which is also too. cool. Yes. Um, so, yeah. There's a patch with it as well, but I think it was just bug fixes, right? Uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing super crazy. Uh, there's a competitive deathmatch season four. Uh, so you can go ahead and play that. Um, and they uh, released all the back catalog of Overwatch League away skins. Oh. Um, um, the, the as in like the the gray owl skins, but the away version. So if you won the if you won a gray owl skin for whatever reason, uh, you now also have the away version of that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't even know that. Uh, but yeah, and it, check out the anniversary event. Great, great stuff. Um, and then we got some signings, which I mentioned this one earlier. Houston signed Dreamer, um, which is an interesting, interesting pickup for them specifically. Um, I think because, of course, everyone was talking about how Jangu has been dominating but clearly they they want to use dreamer um at the bank tank role they've been using him a good amount in this meta um and yeah used to be if you don't know who dreamer is he used to be on the la valiant um last year actually and then of course was one of those players that got dropped was playing in contenders i believe until now when he got picked up by houston and is you know already looking pretty good i don't think he's an insane player or anything but he's he's pretty good um, so I guess good pickup for their depth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Shanghai Dragons had some moves here. Uh, the first one was that Erster retired, um, which I guess is a little sad. I mean, Erster, his Overwatch career, you know, he peaked at one point on the Atlanta Reign there. He looked really good and was carrying the team. Unfortunately, since that moment, though, he's, he's really... F- fallen short of all of our expectations which is sad um was picked up by shanghai this off season and we didn't get to see him at all so yeah um sad to see him go i guess uh but yeah it's it's okay um i was hoping for a little bit of a bounce back but yeah and his replacement i mean (laughs) we used to talk about that it's who are you Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> that they signed also this past week since we did our show last um which yeah <laughs> i guess i'll just my input i mean on that um obviously we saw him on new york most recently um if you're thinking about your overwatch history but um definitely definitely a good signing and, and it'll be interesting to see how he gets used on a shanghai team that well, we already talked about the depth of um some of these eastern dps but um, but it's, it's good to see it back on a team and, and you know, uh, likely a team that's going to be doing pretty well, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's cool to see him. This was a cool pickup. I did not expect it, I, I must admit. I mean, this was a player who retired um, this offseason um, while Dreamer was a player who was still playing contenders. So, yeah, I was definitely not expecting them to, to pick him up. Um, a very cool pickup. 
I, I really hope we get to see him. I think that'd be cool. Um, what's next? Vancouver's Shredlock has retired, and we still haven't gotten the announcement of who's replacing him, but I think there's a rumor. I can't remember who it was, um, but there is a rumor currently. They have not announced it yet, um, and they need to soon, or else we'll just <laughs> we'll just find out, I guess, when they play, because sure. they don't have anyone to back Shredlock up. So, um, just leave us all in suspense. Yes, I guess so. As far as the shred lock drop retiring goes, don't think it really hurts Vancouver that much. Um, yeah, uh, London, they switched up their head coach, uh, going into this week. Um, and he's, he's doing pretty well so far as, as well as you can with this roster, in my opinion. Um, I can't remember who it was. Let's, let's see. It was yeah, Fisher. Could have inc- Fisher. Could have included that on the document. <laughs> yes, but... Fisher. Fisher is their head coach now. Um, and yeah, he did, he did pretty good so far. I, I think the the Florida game made it seem like, oh yeah, this guy's actually pretty good. Uh, the next game, obviously against Atlanta, tougher one. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we'll see how London ends up doing there. Um, Fusion University had a big big announcement. They are making their return. Um, they exist now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they exist again. Um, it's kind of like a bitter, some bittersweet news, because it kind of means that uh, Shockwave, Poco, Funny Astro, they're all probably stuck in Europe for longer, uh, which is sad because I think a lot of people thought, hey, maybe they'll be coming soon. Unfortunately, not. It looks like they're going to be playing for Fusion Uni. Um, I think they were playing their first game first games here at least this week and have been dominating yeah. of course like they're absolutely <laughs> just curb stomping yeah like expected contenders trials it's it's not close yeah i mean these are you got shockwave you got funny astro in here i mean christ so good and unfair uh but but i guess they wanted to do it to keep these players a bit active and keep them playing there's multiple clips of different matches where they're just mercilessly spawn camping. It's yeah. <laughs> it's quite a thing. Yep. Um, so I, I guess excited for these players being Overwatch League again because they're really good. Um, EQL was not included on that roster, which led everyone to believe, oh, he must be in Korea, which he is. So like I said earlier in the show, EQL, Korea. And quarantining currently. All right. Now that we've gone through all the signings and, and announcements, we've got we had a huge stream, of course, Overwatch 2 PvP stream that happened the day before the June joust with a very big announcement. 5v5 is coming to Overwatch, just like Joe uh, mentioned in this podcast before, uh, that some people had noticed that there was only one tank in every clip they were showing. Yep, it ended up being true. They came out, Aaron Keller immediately came out, said... 5v5's happening. Um, it's no longer 6v6. And then we got to see a bunch of new maps. I think four of them. And we got to see 5v5. And I think it was... A lot of the stream was them having to explain 5v5, how it would work. How they would have to basically change every tank hero. And balance almost every hero in the game. Even rework maps to fit 5v5. This is a big change, Joe, isn't it? Yeah, and and the world collectively lost its mind. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy stuff, and it's you know it's intense, and it's 
um, definitely, you know, redefining the way that we look at the game. Um, uh, you, you, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm definitely not in the camp that's as concerned as some <laughs> other people are, um, as far as that goes. Because yeah, like some of the more concrete um, things you can think of, like yes, it's gonna, um, you, you know, the game is uh, potentially gonna get a little simpler. Um, I don't know if that's always a bad thing, uh, particularly if we think about, uh, for example, uh, the esports scene, which of course is what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, that I don't, um, you, you know, Overwatch has you know historically um, been a really difficult esports game to uh, follow. Uh, it, you know whether that's uh, the you know the argument could very easily be yeah well just get good and learn it and and that kind of stuff but I think that there's definitely a benefit there to um, you, you know potentially streamlining some of uh, some of those kind of things uh, there's value there. Um, there there's value in in re um, reanalyzing sort of the way that that tanks work in the game um, and obviously that's sort of really a lot of the way that the dev team is pitching it in terms of, you know, there are things that are not working and we can very clearly tell that. And so we're, um, excuse me, we're, we're trying a new way to look at this. Um, and that's, um, there's a valuable there uh, to try to reduce some of the pressure um, onto tank players. Uh, and, and you know, people rightly pointed out that, um, you know, depending on how things are done, could, you know, if anything, increase the pressure on tank players because of, um, you know, because there's only one of them. And so the things that they do matter more. Um, but I, I think, um, at least my, my very initial, um, <laughs> um, guesses without any kind of evidence to back it up at this point that, um, if it's done carefully enough, I think that's something that can be accommodated for, um, that, that, yeah, if you don't have, you know, tank players and tank characters who can do the things that you can do in overwatch one with the tank, um, that can be made okay as long as you don't need to do the same things <laughs> that you do in Overwatch One with the tank. Um, um, is, 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 you know, so there's those kind of considerations. I think they'll need need to be made. Yeah, um, yeah. agree. It, it, that's my 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 rough five v five thoughts as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's just we we don't know. I, I we just don't know well enough. We don't know what. Everyone wants to look at it in the scope of what we have now, and I don't think 5v5 would work in the hero balance and all the stuff we have now, obviously. That's why they have to change a bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll find out once that happens. I mean, I agree with you on the casual esports side. I think this is huge. Um, I know people, I know hardcore fans are going to miss that it's going to be maybe simpler, but this is huge for everyone who left the facts are overwatch has lost a lot of users a lot of players over the years um and i think they want to get a lot of those people back i think that's their goal here uh so while they care about us while they care about the people who are still paying attention who are still playing still watching they care more about probably the people the people who left because there are probably more people who left than there are people who are left to be honest um so I think they they really would like to get those players back. Uh, and you know, there are just tons of them. I mean, just to think about all the pe all the big streamers that left as well, like Siegel, Tim the Tapman, all these people used to be like 
just Overwatch streamers. And now, obviously, they're bigger. They're doing more things. They're playing different games. But they used to play Overwatch only, which is crazy until it, the game sort of moved to goats, moved to all the stuff that a lot of people didn't like as much. Um, so I hope this change works. I, I'm glad that they're trying something different. I'm glad that they're making a big change. Uh, because I, I I do want Overwatch to be popular. I want it to be one of the one of the more popular games, like it was when it first came out. So I'm excited for it. We'll see if it if it makes it a better game for especially DPS players, because that that's the main demographic I believe they lost. Um, but also still make it fun for tanks. I I just hope they make tanks like busted, because I feel like with one tanks <laughs> with one tank again, you can make them pretty busted. Let's be honest um yeah sigma was super busted when he was released but i think it was mainly because like he could be paired with another tank um i love sigma so much i i still love him but i used to love him a lot more obviously and it was just the fact that you could like you would have his shield with like an orissa shield or a rhine shield and everyone was like get all these shields out of here so they nerfed his shield to oblivion and just made him like a much worse and now you can actually make him broken again because he's the only shield out there when you have him so uh i'm excited for i'm excited to see the tank changes i'm excited to see damage changes all this stuff um I'm, and you gotta admit they have to announce it now right um at least they did not just drop this like uh, right before it's gonna come out or something um, yeah this was definitely the time yeah i'm glad they announced it now so people could know what's happening freak out because they were gonna freak out what no matter when they announced it um and then hopefully get over it um because we're gonna see a lot of changes no one has actually played besides the devs basically so we don't know what it's like um yeah i i mean speaking of i'm just excited to see like new maps see push in action again which i think push is just one of the hype most hype game modes here that bastion's getting reworked we got another game mode coming not just push so it's awesome to to hear they're just railing out some more content for pvp as well oh yeah and we we got to see like you mentioned um those new maps we saw rio and rome and monte carlo and toronto again uh, which we saw at BlizzCon that one time. Yep. And New York. Um, and New York, yeah. That is the headliner, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's super cool stuff. The, the art looks cool. The, the you know, some of just the design elements look cool. We get to see Lucio's nightclub, so that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. A bunch of UI changes. We get to see a new, like, HUD for Zenyatta, which looks really cool, and all this stuff, so... They're clearly. Ooh, yes. And speaking of the UI, uh, shout out to the updated uh, Dragon Strike visuals. Those are sick. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you did you see that yes, in the stream? Yes. Yeah. Those are super. Overall, nice. all the changes are very nice. I mean, just to, they're getting rid of a lot of clutter, making things like just look a lot easier and look way more like the Zen stuff is just, mm, it's so good, um, way easier. I know the ones they got now, the Zen they have now. Whenever I play Zen, I just never look at who I'm healing because it's in it's just like stuffed in a corner. Um, but this one's just like up at front and center. I like it. Um, and yeah, if you haven't checked out the stream, just go rewatch it. It's fun. It's fun to see a bunch of new stuff. Um, and get to see like Winston change in which he can shoot electricity out of his gun now and all this other cool stuff. Zarya has like 
can double bubble herself and stuff like that. Uh, I'm excited to see a bunch of changes. It seems like it might be a monthly type thing that we get here um, where they update us like every month or so on Overwatch 2 stuff, get us new content. So that'll be cool. I know they said that, yeah, that'd be nice. I know they said they were doing a lot more this year with it. So it's exciting. We also got an AMA, um, which I don't. The biggest thing I got from it was the new, the new big thing coming to Overwatch One is going to be announced somewhere between soon and really soon. <laughs> yeah, that was the quote. So uh, that was the biggest thing in that thread, if you ask me. They went into detail on like the Bastion change changes, which um, basically just involves letting him move while in his like turret or sentry mode, um, which I think is interesting. Um, and I can't remember anything else, but I, I don't think the I don't think there's too much like revealed or announced in that. It was just them going into depth on some things and yeah, some speculation that kind of stuff. Yeah. Pretty much, um, so yeah, that was that's exciting, exciting stuff. Um, and hopefully, we get more. I'm glad they announced it now. Hopefully, we get some like player tests, maybe a beta by the end of this year. We'll see. I, I gotta admit, after seeing this, it made me think. Okay, I'm not sure if we'll have this for. I'm not sure if we'll have Overwatch two for season five of Owl. To be honest, I. It it seems like they still have a lot of balancing and work and changes to do before this before the pvp is is really nailed down if you ask me um and they're making a whole new game mode and they might have to rebalance a bunch of new maps like it just it seems like hey maybe this maybe this is a bit more time than i thought still Hmm. but we'll see um yeah let's move on to predictions then joe um for this week two of the june joust same band heroes uh, a bunch of new teams we get to see. And one of those new teams is the Soul Dynasty, Joe. We didn't get to see them in week one. Going to be interesting to see how they do in this meta. They face the New York Excelsior, who had an interesting week one, beat Philly, ended up losing to Guangzhou, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, what? Who, who, I think you're still ahead of me, probably. Um, yeah, we're sitting at... Uh... 112 to 95 mm. after those five weeks. Okay, okay. Still got some catching up to do, clearly. Um, but yeah, who do you th- who do you think is going to win between New York and Seoul? Um, yeah, I, I sort of sort of gave away my hand a little bit already, <laughs> but I guess I'm picking first, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm leaning into Seoul here. Um, the uh, you know the question mark definitely out of the two. Uh, we haven't seen him play in this in this hero pool or anything, but at the same time. Like I said, historically, I think there's um, definitely precedent for this team uh, feeling really comfortable with these kinds of compositions and these kinds of heroes, um, which is exciting because um, Soul, uh, you know, so far hasn't been super shiny. Uh, I don't think is fair to say, um, or as in, I think it's fair to say that they haven't been, uh, you know, super super doing incredibly well, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, um, yeah, I think this is definitely um, the month for them to jump out and, and take a hold of this kind of stuff, kind of like we were talking about um, Boston, potentially. Um, as, you know, if, if any month uh, was going to be a good month for that, I think um, uh, Seoul is hopefully ready to rise to that occasion. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'll take Seoul too. I, I I think Seoul will probably win this game. New York, look good against Philly. Didn't look great against Guangzhou. I think Seoul's going to be good in this meta as well. Double shield, as you mentioned earlier in the show, and it could be there. It could be their forte. I'll I'll go on Seoul. Um, next game is a very interesting one as well. Atlanta dominating so far, beating um, Houston in a closer one, and then just destroying London. Looking good in June joust. We know that for sure. Gladiators, more of a question mark. Not only were they a question mark in May Melee, they didn't look as good as scrim bucks were telling us they ended up beating their two wins boston london so not the best examples um now we got them in this in this uh june joust hero pool here joe we don't know what they're going to look like here they've got great players obviously um who do you think will win this one the, the proven really good team or the team that has the possibility to be really good <laughs> yeah maybe i don't want to uh um, maybe I don't want to risk it twice. I don't know, but uh, but here I'm leaning towards um, Atlanta. Uh, it's gonna be my pick for this match. Um, that you're right. Obviously looking really good this um, this past week in particular. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say where the gladiators are gonna land in this series. Uh, I think it's uh, maybe fair to say that. Um, they they probably want it a little bit more um, than Atlanta potentially. I, I don't know exactly how I feel about that statement, but um, the you know in in that they're looking uh, they're looking for a really strong uh, win or two. Um, but yeah, the, the, at least um, in my initial assessment here, I'm not um, not not going to pick that over Atlanta and. Um, and you know we may see that evolve uh, during the course of the week. It's hard to say. Yeah, um, I, I think I will also go with Atlanta. I, it's Gladiators came out disappointing last time. Atlanta looks so strong in this meta. Um, we'll see how Gladiators does against Vancouver. I guess I, I think that should be a win for them. Um, but against Atlanta, it's going to be tougher for sure. Uh, I'll go Atlanta. Even if Gladiators end up being really good in June Joust, I do think Atlanta might end up being better, to be honest. So I'll pick Atlanta. I think they're the safer one here. Toronto, Houston, on the last day. Uh, this one should be interesting because Toronto had an up-and-down weekend. They ended up beating Paris, who we know Paris is good in this meta, to be honest, better than last one for sure because they ended up looking really good against Washington and beating them. Um, and Toronto uh, beat Paris 3-1. Unfortunately, got 3-0'd by a really good Boston team, obviously. Uh, they've had stuff against Houston, who uh, had a 1-1 a weekend as well, losing to Atlanta and then being Florida. Who do you think takes this one, Joe? Uh, I, I'm impressed with Toronto. Uh, I'm impressed with um, the way they were looking this past week. Um, um, definitely a step up from where we've seen in the past. Um um, but uh, I, I I anticipate that Houston's going to be able to um, maintain what they've got uh, and you know hopefully pick up some some new tricks in the book um, you know where they need it and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, my pick is Houston here. Yep, my my pick is also Houston. I think Toronto, while looking at it sometimes or at some points overall, I'm still not too impressed by them to be honest. So I'll go with Atlanta as well, who did impress me this past weekend, despite only going one on one. Last up, Dallas, San Francisco. This one's going to be really interesting. These are two teams we haven't seen at all. Um, and last time we saw them both, it was San Francisco getting absolutely wrecked by the Dallas Fuel. 
Um, and of course, the Dallas Fuel ending up winning the entire May Melee. Uh, Dallas plays London earlier in the week, which should be a win for them. Um, and San Francisco plays Toronto, which I believe also should be a win for them. So this one's going to be very interesting. Um, and Joe, who do, who do you think is going to end up winning between these two? Yeah, very interesting and very impactful, yeah. um, you know, potentially for standings and that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. uh, like we were mentioning. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and here, uh, you know, it's one thing to it's one thing to make a pick um, on the show. It's another thing to make a pick in the pickums, and another thing to keep a pick in the pickums after we get all the way to the very last match of the week, which is what this is. Um, but at least initially, I'm gonna um, actually pick with Dallas here. Um, that I I'm gonna. Um, uh, hope and cross my fingers and, and uh, predict that their momentum is going to kind of stay with them a little bit. Um, I think they definitely have got a, a head on them on their shoulders collectively, um, and and are in a pretty good position to to maintain what they've got. I think um, they don't have to play Tracer anymore. That's an advantage for Dallas. Um, they you know they've got um, uh, some of the some of what we called weaknesses in the first month um, now are almost covered up already. Um, which, granted, they uh, found success with them, but um, I think uh, it, it may well may well play into Dallas's hands. Oh yeah, um, I'm going to predict this is going to be the closest match of the week. I guarantee five maps, but I am going to predict San Francisco winning this match. Um, we will finally separate here, Joe. Uh, I'm going to predict San Francisco wins. I think Dallas, obviously insane May Melee performance. I think they might fall back into um, sort of going up and down like they did in that uh, in the regular season matches last time out. Um, who knows what they'll end up doing in, in the June Jazz playoffs and if they end up going on a huge streak again. Uh, but I say I, I think they'll go back to some inconsistency here. Um, not that like losing to San Francisco means you're inconsistent or bad. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I'll I'll say San Francisco picks it up here, um, and wins this one. But yeah, should be an exciting week. That, that game is by far, I think, gonna be the best game. I'm super hyped for it. Uh, but yeah, anything else to say before we sign off, Joe? Um, uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's the other thing uh, when we were talking about the Toronto match, uh, I was gonna mention too. Uh, we didn't put it in the show, but it sounds like uh, they're dealing with some uh, COVID infections oh, too. Yes. Yep. So that's um, that's no fun for them. Hopefully, we uh, hear good news out of the team, um, um, you know, as soon as we can. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, that might be that may might be a rough one for these upcoming matches because I've we we definitely know for sure Logics has been hospitalized and in and out of the hospital for it. So. That's definitely a more severe case. Uh, so I, I hope I hope he feels better, and I hope um, whoever else has it feels better as well. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow our personal accounts. Mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. Uh, our show has a Twitter. Twitter. It's at On the Flank Show. Go follow us there. If you're listening to this in one way. You want to listen to it a different way. You go go. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, uh, and enjoy another week of the June Joust.